Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with the Mojo Maker and host Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Expert, dedicated to helping you be the CEO of your business and your life with special industry and life-leading guests, top tips on how you can create that magical blend of healthy, wealthy, and wise for CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and people who do things with life. and welcome back today's session is on part two of the truth series you know really interesting we're trying to get some lighting going i just had a great chat as well to some lovely people in new zealand so remember it's all very well to know that you have to have faith but you have to embody that as well so what happens when you discover your truth and then you have to actually start articulating that and standing in the power of that that is so scary actually realizing that you've got to be assertive and I don't know if you've watched the Mojo Maker episode 121 on my show with Pamela Panifex about conscious communication but if you haven't the link for that is below it's on the YouTube channel and on my blog vitalitycoach.com.au it's very important to understand the three styles of communication we often fall back to passive or aggressive And the most important one of all is assertive communication. And that's really coming from your truth and creating a safe place for someone else to share theirs. So welcome to this week's Monday Mojo. I'm your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. All the content here is absolutely raw, written and delivered in a way that is meant to put you firmly in the driver's seat and to help eradicate any limiting belief and past patterns that are perhaps keeping you stuck and just attracting more and more of a cycle of what you used to have rather than what you truly deserve to have. I'm just going to make sure as well, let me bring this mic forward, so many things going on at once here. But wherever you're listening in the world, welcome to the show. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe on YouTube. The links are below and just hit that little notification bell because then you'll get updates. I will be posting lots of little express sessions, things from Instagram, TV as well, and moments that are just reminders on how you can actually cement those habits because as I always say your ego is not your amigo so it doesn't matter how learned we are how spiritual we are how intellectually you know the acumen that we have to do our day-to-day lives our ego sits there doing push-ups in the background and it waits for a weak moment and it comes in there can destroy all your hard work so really being conscious of your thoughts is very much the most important thing that you can do as an individual because then you know you're representing yourself properly. And let's just take it back a little step. So last week on the show for the first part of the Truth Series, I spoke about the art of actually figuring out what yours is. And for many, many people, that is very, very challenging because we actually have to start decluttering and taking apart the layers of the onion, realizing that a lot of the stories we've told ourselves a lot of the belief systems that we were operating from, a lot of the decision-making criteria that we were operating from weren't actually in alignment with our true selves. They were just inherited systems, beliefs, statements, and structures that we thought we should be doing or that we could do. So we had to eradicate a lot of the blurts during the process of defining your truth, which is what if, what do I really think, feel, want, and need 
without any judgment attached to articulating that. Like what is your true truth, your centered, grounded, absolute truth? Now, that is crucial. Why? Because when we're absolutely in our truth, there's no negotiation. We're just calm, like an oak tree in the middle of a storm, the roots are completely centered into the ground. And no matter what goes on around it, it is in its truth. It stands there with integrity and with strength and it could withstand anything. And that's essentially as individuals what we need to believe when we talk about our truth. Our truth doesn't mean putting someone else down. Our truth doesn't mean trying to manipulate someone else or control a situation. Purely being your truth allows freedom of choice for others and it enables them to understand where they actually sit with you in a way that empowers greater relationships greater success and greater interdependence, okay? So a lot of the times in business and personal relationships, we don't even realize it, but we have a codependent or a fiercely independent relationship with things. So we try and say something because we hope for an outcome. We try and do something because we want to manipulate and control an outcome, where the actual fact there are greater forces at play, the quantum forces, where when you're in your complete truth, everything will flow. It might seem difficult in the beginning when you start to define that, but once you have those anchors, and I explained that having your truths are like anchors, they're like pillars in the ground, they're foundations or posts that you can operate as decision-making criteria. So when you've got those anchors and you've identified them, the next step for today's session is how do you actually articulate that to someone? How do you actually stand up for yourself in any given environment and share that truth? I just want to let you know, it's like riding a bike. You've got your training wheels on. So when you start to be in your truth, it's not always that easy. It might come out extreme. It might come out offensive. It might give you heart palpitations. You might have sweaty palms. You might be completely nervous. But then something peaceful comes over you because if you've done the work from part one, which is understanding why truth is so important and really defining the anchors that give you peace and grounding, then a quiet calm will overcome you enough to hold the space to share your truth. And the third thing is realizing that you don't have to over-explain yourself. So a lot of the times in human communication, we have what's called an extended dialogue around something. And I'm completely guilty of that because I'm an over-communicator, as you probably know. So I feel sometimes if I'm misunderstood that I have to say the same thing 10 different ways. When actually, sometimes if you just deliver the truth once with clarity and allow space for someone to receive that, you just have to stop over-explaining and it will give you a lot more energy, a lot more focus and a lot more calm. So today's session, let's talk about the three steps to share your truth with grace and to communicate without conflict, right? So that's part two of the truth series. So first of all, I spoke about your truth being anchors. So the anchor is not in a negative way to pull you down, but to give you a foundation from which you can best operate. Truth lies in our values. It lies in understanding how we best interact with others, how we can best bring value to something else, and what really is in alignment. Because you know, as well as I do, that your gut tells you when something's not right. Your gut tells you when you feel like you're being taken advantage of. Your gut tells you when you're out of alignment. So you need to listen to that. And when you've done your prep work and you've got your anchors around your truth, such as it's very important for me to have time 
when I have no one else around me so I can do my creative work. That's my truth. So to other people, it might seem like you hermit or you don't want to be social, but those are all their issues. Your truth is you need some quiet space, some time in nature, or some time completely alone to work on your creative projects. That's your truth. How other people take that information is their responsibility. As long as you've delivered your message with calm and clarity and conviction. So your anchoring moments, let's say taking creativity to do work is required by me doing that on my own and you don't want to offend your partner or your colleagues. How do you deliver a sentence like that when you know that's your truth? You actually prepare your anchor and you say to the person, I really want to create a safe place to tell you something from my truth and I want to have the courage to say it to you, if possible, without a response so that I can feel that I can deliver you this message without retribution, right? So one of the reasons we don't talk about truth is because we're afraid of the consequences. We want to avoid conflict. But if you set the scene with someone say, please, can I have a safe place to give you the truth? This is from me. This is not about you. Then you're creating an atmosphere where they're able to receive without judgment. Now, you can't control if that other person has the maturity or the ability to actually create that space for you, but you can ask for it. So know your anchor, set the scene with the person that you're going to talk to or the people before you deliver your message. So don't just come in there and deliver your message. And the third thing, is delivery of message. So less is always more. When we practice delivering our truth, we don't want to get caught up in lots of words and over-explaining and things that will have us taking all our words back. Truth is being completely in the space of neutral. It is not the past and it's not the future. It's absolutely knowing that you can deliver that message in its simplistic form without any need to over-explain. That is the first way that you start to learn how to deliver your message with grace. So not screaming and yelling, asking someone for the space to deliver something that's really important to you with the integrity to allow you to have to not have a response. And the third thing is to stop yourself over explaining by finishing your sentence off to say, that is my truth. I hope you can receive that. It took a great amount of courage for me to present this idea to you for me to give you this contract proposal, for me to ask for my private space, for me to ask for spending more time playing the guitar and less time sitting around a dinner table, whatever it is, you have to practice not needing to over-explain. So knowing what your truth is, asking for a safe place to actually articulate that to a person or a group, and then third, honing yourself back and not over-explaining and trying to over-rationalize that. Why do we think we over-rationalize and over-explain? Because humans are very uncomfortable with silence. We always feel the need to fill in the gaps because we think they're going to perceive it this way and they're thinking this and they're thinking that. What someone else is thinking is their responsibility. What someone else is thinking is their business. What you need to take ownership for is being in your sovereign self, being wholeheartedly connected to what truly matters and knowing that as long as you're in your truth, that's the best place to operate from. So let's just turn this around a little bit and say that maybe your child comes to you, a colleague, a partner, a friend, and they're like, I've really just got to tell you something, but it's really hard for me, but I want to tell you something that's from my truth. I need a safe place to do that. So how do you receive that request? How do you receive information 
that could be confronting with grace and integrity, right? Just as important as delivering a message, communicating without conflict, is you have to realize that you have to listen without prejudice. Now, listening without prejudice means not putting your fear, your anxiety, your opportunity of loss or gain onto that statement. You have to totally listen to that person with a completely objective viewpoint. That is very difficult to do if you're emotionally involved with someone or a project or a thing or an idea. So the moment of that is called a place of neutrality. So in my next book, I talk about this. It's a model where it is the space between reality and reaction. That I call the place of neutrality. That neutrality is the most sacred space you can ever give someone. Not only giving that to yourself, but giving that space for someone to safely say, be, or do in their complete self without any reaction. Now, what most people do is they respond and they react and they finish a sentence and they say, but all these other things come out to try and control the situation. But as a receiver of truth, you have to sit in a neutral place and listen without prejudice. And the best way to do that is to realize that that person that is telling you something that you might find confronting or maybe it doesn't even worry you at all and you wonder why they were stressed about it, but it's a real privilege to be a receiver of someone's truth. It is a real honor to be the person that is providing a safe place for whoever you love, whoever you work with, whoever you associate with to stand up in their sovereign self and deliver their truth to you. So treat that moment with respect. And as a leader, when you do that, you have to keep doing it time and time again. You can't ask for your children or your employees to say, just be truthful. Just tell me what you want. Anything goes and then shut them down when they try and communicate. You have to create a neutral place for truth to be delivered, for truth to be discovered, and for truth to be shared. And then you can come back and co-create together and respond after you've taken some appropriate time to think about the responsibilities and the best outcomes that are in the highest good for all. And it takes real courage because it means that you can't respond out of fear. You can't respond to truth out of anxiety. And most importantly, we have to let go of our need to control everything. So the part two of the truth series is understanding the incredible power that comes from standing in your own truth, not only to define it that we did last week, but actually to learn to articulate that without over-explaining and defending that truth, but just so it is. You know, in philosophy, in Buddhism, in mindfulness training, they always talk about I am, it is, that exact moment, no explanation required, and that is the truth. And when you start to stand in that space, you will notice that much, much more opportunity opens up for you, that people find it easier to communicate with you, that more doors will open, many more doors will open than they do close. Because when you actually stand in your sovereign self, you have the ability to have the freedom of choice and you have the ability to empower others to demonstrate the freedom of theirs. It is an incredible way to co-create and be interdependence but you must create a safe place to deliver it and a safe place to receive it. Very, very important. A couple of quick questions from people on this topic. Number one, what if the truth that you're telling people, you know they won't want to hear? 
So the fear that we often have when we have to say something that might be difficult for someone else to hear is actually diffused when we consider what truth really does. If you're staying in a situation, in a project, in a job, or in a relationship that isn't really what you want, how can it be good for the other person as well? How can your inability to speak your truth and keep this other thing, project, place, or person trapped be good for the other person? Because they're with someone that doesn't really want to be there, or they're with a project leader that doesn't really want to be there, or they're with someone on the board that doesn't really want to be there. How can that be for the greater good? So when you understand that being in truth and articulating the truth is for the highest good for all, it takes away the anxiety of letting anyone down. Because when you let someone down, it means you're misuse of power, you're taking away stability, you're trying to control a situation, and you feel that your actions determine everyone else's. For an actual fact, if you truly love a project or if you truly don't love a project, you've got to realize that the truth behind that is where the magic lies. Allow a space for someone else to come in and do that job if you're not really passionate about it anymore or if you need to change how you deliver on something. But being in your truth is far greater than keeping people trapped in an illusion because it will set everybody free. It's just that we're not taught how to do this. We're taught from a very early age how to avoid conflict. We're taught from a very early age how to not let people down. We're taught from a very early age how to be good, right? But being good often means people-pleasing. Being good often means holding our truth back and suppressing our thoughts and feelings. Being good means doing the right thing by others in inverted comments, but then nobody's happy and we wonder why. So you have to move from good to great to truth. Because when you're truthful, you can be remarkable. When you're truthful, you can have freedom. And when you're truthful, you set others free to be in their own sovereign selves as well. So the question of what if I have to deliver a message the person doesn't want to hear, I loop you right back to the beginning of the three steps to tell your truth. Number one, know the anchors of this truth. Number two, tell that person that you need them to receive this information with a safe place that it's coming from you and it's not a projection onto them. Even if it feels hard and confronting, it's important. And number three, allow space for the truth to be delivered without over-explaining, over-rationalizing, without backtracking and giving that person a moment to respond. So space, integrity, honesty and clarity. Really, really great communication values. Notice there was no use of aggressive language. There was no forcing your will, your way, or your conversation onto anyone. Notice that there wasn't a huge script involved or lots of razzle-dazzle. All you have to do is show up for yourself and get the other person to create a safe place for you to deliver that message. When you start to practice your truth, please try it in a training zone area. So that's with friendlies, people that you can actually test this out on. It's a bit like having training wheels on a bicycle. So don't just run out there and suddenly try and expose everything because people might not be ready for that. And if you haven't got used to articulating communication in a conscious and clear way, then it can be awfully confronting and you can say the wrong thing and then you'll shut down and you'll never try it again. So take your time to learn the new habits of being in your truth. Practice it. Practice the conversation with yourself. And remember when the fear and anxiety of how someone will receive that comes up, learn that the people that truly want you to be happy the people that truly want a collective 
high good outcome for all will always prefer the truth over anything else because that is the ultimate freedom, really knowing exactly how you can make a decision, what it's based on and what is truly important to you and those around you. Category A decisions. Is this good for me? Is this good for the group? And is this good for the higher good of all? You know, so when you're in your truth, you really can't go wrong. You just have to practice standing in that space, identifying your anchors, asking for the space to deliver your truth quietly and calmly without reaction, and then holding onto that space and not trying to fill the gaps as that truth gets delivered and you have a friendly, neutral zone where no response and over-explanation is required. And remember, like anything, when we're changing old patterns and creating new ones, there has to be a transition period where you go from feeling completely overwhelmed, afraid, and full of anxiety to really be who you truly are, say what you truly want, and ask for what you truly want. But when you get used to it and you declutter all the negatives, all the ego, why not reasons, you'll find that will be the most liberating place for you to operate in. It'll be the most pioneering place for you to lead in and that you'll back yourself like you haven't realized before. And not only that, your vibe attracts your tribe. So you will attract more truth around you, more congruence, more alignment, and more people that have the same approach to really communicating, contributing, and connecting in the way that is important to you. So it's really, really worth it. And this is the time to do it. Practice on friendlies, get your anchors clear, ask for a safe place to deliver it, and don't over-explain. That's the next step to harnessing your truth, learning to lean in and share it with others, and to communicate without conflict. And I want to sign off with one last thing. You know, in today's society, a lot of people going through relationship changes or uh, project and work changes often don't speak their truth because they're afraid of conflict, whether it's physical conflict or emotional retribution and passive-aggressive behavior by a partner, a boss, a colleague, or even just an advisor. It's very important that no matter what goes on around you, someone else's actions are not yours to own. So just acknowledge if that person doesn't receive that truth with grace and integrity, it shows you more about them than it does about you. And if you're literally afraid of someone because they have an emotional handbrake over you telling the truth, that already tells you that relationship is unhealthy and it's not in your highest good. There are many, many tools to help you step through that, to help you communicate better, to help you have the courage to be in healthier relationships that are working commercially and personally for the highest goods. Very, very important. There is never a need to hold someone emotionally ransom. So if you feel like maybe you've been doing that, where you are have that over the head of you, then you really need to look at how healthy that relationship is and the steps you are that you can take to change that. So those are your triggers. Be aware of them, understand them and think, why don't I feel safe telling my truth to this person? What am I most afraid of? Write that down and then consider those, are they reality or is it a reaction? Because most of all, those that really love you, support you, want you to succeed for the greater good will always stand beside you when you're in your truth. I hope this helps. There's so many videos that all interlink with this that give you the power to step into the driver's seat that understand that no matter what has happened before, whatever has got you to this line in the sand doesn't mean 
the tiny shifts in coordinates can't enlighten you and empower you to go to where your true destiny really lies. You've just got to replace that fear with curiosity. So there's heaps of other videos on my channel about embracing change, replacing fear with curiosity, the courage to be disliked, why your ego is not your amigo. Search all those things. They're all there. But most importantly, this isn't your first rodeo. So I urge you to step up, to practice the truth, to define yours, and to learn how to communicate. Communication isn't conflict. It is the best tool that we have to truly live an enlightened life. And the first conversation is the one that you have with yourself. So I really hope that you like this mojo today, the part two of the truth series on how to actually learn to lean in, to share yours, to communicate with clarity and realize that that's not conflict. Assertive is not aggressive. Clarity and calm come first. I wish you lots of luck with this. I'd love to hear how you get on. Please don't forget you can sign up to my Monday Mojo on the vitalitycoach.com.au or you can come follow on Instagram and Facebook at nfogdenmore and LinkedIn. Uh, lots of special offers as well. And books are on Amazon, Booktopia, and also on my website and across. And the podcast, The Mojo Maker Show, is on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you can find a podcast. So as always, remember, guys, you are absolutely living in life, whatever your title. So please have the courage to understand what is it that you truly want, to clearly define that, and to quietly anchor that in all you do. I hope that today's session has given you a little bit of extra motivation and those three very important tips on how you can do that without rushing and without over-explaining because there's no time like the present. So until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. Thank you to everyone that's subscribing to the channel. I really appreciate it. I hope that I can add value and motivate you to stay in the driver's seat of this rally of life because it's so worth it. So suit up, step up, show up, and come join me next time on the show. I'm Nikki Fogden-Moore, and until next time, have a great week ahead. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes, or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube.